Hello, Spartan family. My name is Dave Spencer, the proud principal of Turpin High School. Welcome to Turpin Talk, where the purpose is to introduce you to different students and staff members. They will have the opportunity to share a little bit about themselves and let you in on who they are and what they are about. Today, we are fortunate to have one of our science teachers with us, Brett Granger. Brett, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Mr. Spencer. Yeah. Well, we sure do appreciate your presence. Why don't we start out by you sharing with our community um, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in a suburb uh, just outside of Cleveland, just east of Cleveland, Menor, Ohio. Grew up in a family of five, so I have an older sister. Uh, she's got three kids, and uh, I also have an older brother who's four years older than me. Teaches at Anderson, actually. And then my family or my parents just uh, recently moved to South Carolina, so I guess that's kind of where I call home now. Nice little vacation spot for it you. It is. It yeah. is. Still three hours from the beach, but it's Charlotte, so yeah. it's a pretty cool city. Brett, one thing I'd like you to share with us is I know um, from talking with you in high school, um, your name is on the, the Hall of Fame there. At, is it Mentor? Mentor. Mentor, yeah, thank mentor you. High why don't you share with us why your name's up there and what it's for? <clears throat> yeah, I would love to. Um, I actually I played uh, two sports in high school, baseball and basketball. Looking back at it now, I actually wish I would have just picked, like, golf. <laughs> I feel like I could have had a really good career in golf. But, um, no, I, uh, our baseball team, uh, we were state runners-up uh, two of the four years that I was a member of the team. And uh, two years ago, uh, we were recognized. And even though we didn't win the state championship, we were uh, runners-up in two of those four years. And so um, they just kind of wanted to recognize our team uh, for that. I know it's not an individual uh, induction into the Hall of Fame. I know there's some people in this building who will kind of give me flack for that, um, preferably Mr. Hopewell. <clears throat> but, uh, no, it was it was awesome. I actually had to give the induction speech and talk about our team. So uh, that was a really cool experience. And, yeah, we are forever in uh, history uh, you know, that, in our Hall of Fame. That is awesome, something to be very proud of. Yeah, and you can tell Mr. Cool. Hopewell – an individual is only as good as the people around him. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it, it takes a team for one one individual to succeed and prosper. So yeah. So you are what I would consider a, a veteran teacher now. You've been around for a, a few years. Crazy uh, to think about. So why don't you just share with us, you know, in the years that you've been here, what's something you're most proud of? I think definitely the cohesiveness we have as a staff and the fact that, you know, so many of our staff members have been here for many years i think it's one of those you know destination occupations where you know once you kind of are included into the turpin family it's really hard to go out there and find another job just because you love being here so much so definitely the culture amongst the staff and then the student body as well i think there's definitely a togetherness between uh, Turpin and Anderson High School. I know there's that rivalry between the sports teams at both schools, but I definitely think both schools represent, you know, the community as well. Um, and so just the fact that I've been a part of that for going on nine years now, almost a decade, I can't wait to get my 10-year medallion at the... Uh, right around the corner. Right around the corner, that recognition. But just the fact that I've been a part of that for so for so long is is something really cool. 
And I agree with you. I think uh, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of is to be part of a, a school, a, a district where it is a lot of times your ending destination because it's a good thing. And, and more importantly, I think it's great for our students to have that kind of consistency year in and year out to have some familiar faces when they come back for the, the first day of a school and seeing some of those same teachers um, mm-hmm. that they've had or they've heard about or that they may have. And uh, just like, you know, when talking to friends too, who aren't teachers, they're always, you know, looking for the next, the next job, you mm-hmm. know, job opportunity. And they're constantly looking and they, you know, you almost feel like they are switching jobs every three or four years just to try something new. But, you know, in teaching, it's different. You know, once you find a, a gig that you love and a school that you love working at, you know, it's hard to leave. Also, I get to work with some pretty cool and very intelligent uh, teachers in this building as well who kind of push me to, you know, be better at my job um, as well. I teach with, a, especially in my department, I teach with a lot of really smart people who are really, really good at their job. They're incredibly organized and they just know a lot about the content and their material that they're teaching. And so that's been actually one of my challenges too is you know how can I keep up with that and make myself you know better at my job. Well I think um, over the last couple of years we've created opportunities for teachers to collaborate um, on, on a daily basis right. and um, I think it's been a very positive thing for some of the reasons that that you're talking about that each teacher can learn from one another. Yeah. I know over the over the years you've um, you know teachers are always looking at ways to better reach students to connect to deliver the material in a different way and i know you've tried a couple different things um, over the years through blended learning or a flipped classroom would you like to maybe talk about one of those or both of those and and how the changes you made and how that you feel that may have impacted the the learning that occurs with your students yeah a couple years ago i was part i don't even know if i volunteered for this or if i was voluntold to do it but i think i part of this blended learning cohort where you know we we had to pick up a lesson and somehow you know incorporate technology and and different ways that students can can learn a skill Uh, and I think I ended up creating this like mountain and there were different like paths that kids could take based on like their abilities and it was some some sort of math skill that I was teaching just a problem solving method but I was you know, I gave kids a, a card and told some of them, you know, you need a little bit more remediation. Here are different resources that you can use. And then some kids who were who were really skilled at, at what I was what we were covering, um, they had more like enrichment opportunities. And so, you know, I kind of just sectioned off the class based on abilities. But ultimately, it was one goal that we were trying to achieve. And so, I would use a lot of like flipped classroom lessons where the notes that you would normally give in class the kids had that for homework so they just had to like go home and and watch the notes and then that opened up the next day to work on you know some of the assignments so instead of having the students you know take the assignment home and work on it then they actually had to watch the notes for homework and then that opened up an entire class to to work on an assignment so it allowed me to walk around and and help the students that needed it instead of you know a student emailing me at 9 30 p.m asking for help and and i think it, all teachers are always trying to find ways to better connect um, to better deliver material that benefits um, 
um, students and that definitely is a, a couple different ways to try and reach um, different types of learners and and trying to find the, the and best that's way the challenge to too I think is just trying to come up with different ways to teach certain skills you know you definitely don't want to you know, teach the same thing over and over and over again, year after year after year. You're always trying to, you know, find the next best method to, you know, help reach certain students. And so, you know, that's the challenge of being a teacher is trying to stay relevant and, and trying to come up with new innovative ways to, to, you know, teach. And I think you see um, those varied levels of abilities within our students in all levels, but mostly in our college prep because you have your extremes yeah. um, of students that um, are just at the lower end of, of being a, um, a college prep um, student and the ones that, you know, probably could be an AP, um, but have decided because they already have a couple AP to take that right. CP class. And again, just the trying to meet everyone where they're at. Yeah, the CP um, is definitely a wide spectrum of learning abilities mm -hmm. for sure so that's kind of the challenge too is how do you meet the needs for everybody in in those classes absolutely yeah well, why don't you um tell me you know choosing teaching as a profession you know why, why did you become a teacher what's been your motivation to not only become a teacher but a better teacher each day you're, you step foot in the classroom why did i become a teacher um <laughs> i actually i was a geology major my first year at OU. I kind of wanted to, I wanted to travel, you know, I wanted to do all these things, but I ended up just not working out. <laughs> I think it was really, it was hard. Um, and it just didn't really fit my personality, but I have a family of teachers too. I have, uh, several aunts and uncles who are teachers. Um, and then my brother is obviously a teacher. So kind of just, you know, runs in our family, but I think it just fits my personality. I'm not one that just is going to sit in a cubicle and, and put my eyes in front of a computer and just crunch numbers all day. I just have to, I have to be active. I have to interact with people. And, you know, I didn't think I, I don't, I don't know if it was something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but I kind of just fell into it and I had a great opportunity here to, to teach and I've loved it ever since. And, uh, you know, I still don't know if this is something that I want to do for the next 30 years. You know, you kind of are always looking for the next best thing. But I definitely want to be uh, in education for sure, whether that be an administrative role or or I might end up being a teacher for the rest of my life. Who knows? As long as it's I'm still passionate about it and I'm having fun, then all that really matters to me well i think no matter whether you're a student or five years from retirement you're you're always growing and, yeah. and um you know opportunities and directions can always take you in different ways i'm similar sure. to you as i had no intentions of becoming a teacher when i started college i was um, in a civil engineering program and after one year clearly that was not the, my path that yeah. i needed to go down right. um and so I, how I, quickly that absolutely. Uh... and i think that's something our students need to hear that uh you know, it is okay if you're unsure exactly what you want to do. But if you know what you want, you may go down that, that path and, and you know, you know your interests, um, your passions may change. And, again, that's okay. Yeah, I tell my students all the time, you might change your major four or five times in mm -hmm. the course of your four-year college career. You know, I lasted one year as a geology major, and then, you know, I kind of, you know, putzed around a little bit trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I didn't really even decide to be a teacher until halfway through my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kids 
kind of get a little anxious too because they think they only have like four years to decide what they want to do for the rest of their lives and that's not true you know you can always absolutely a lot of pressure and, and again i think they all want to know what they want to do and they all want to be able to make that decision and have their next four years after high school graduation laid out there um but uh, again and some kids they know what they want to absolutely. do and i envy those kids like you got a great head on your shoulders you have a plan like good for you mm-hmm. and then there's others who you know they just don't know and right. that's okay yep. you know you don't have to make a decision at 16 17 years old it's kind of an unfair world that we're living in where you have to make those decisions yep. at such a young age. But, Mr. Granger, I sure do appreciate you joining us here at Turpin Talk. Absolutely. Um, I, I hope nothing but the, the best for you this year. Um, you are great for your students, and we are, are very thrilled to have you part of Turpin High School. It's very nice of you. Thank you. This is a great podcast. I enjoyed being on it. And you made it a great <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Thank you.